I feel like I need to shower, Dee Dee announced, and I was standing on the other side of the glass. He puts the creep in creepy, Rainy agreed. Now that they were out of the room, door closed behind them, the distaste was plain on her face. Quincy was frowning, still turning over the conversation in his mind. Clearly Ringham was interested in a personal relationship with Jalen Banks, he said. Four visits to her apartment, he glanced at Dee Dee. Nice work on your part. Thank you. Every now and then I try to be competent, even when the case is ten years old. But for all his secret desires, it's not clear Ringham ever managed so much as a hello to Jalen Banks in person. Even more interesting, he didn't spot some mysterious new man in her life, but a woman, an older female, who might have just been a second person using the computer lab, of course. Or... They all stared down the hall, to their open fourth door. There's no evidence Jalen Banks was bisexual, Dee Dee said. Maybe the woman was a friend? Rainey asked. Or, given the age, maybe one of Jalen's professors, helping her out on an assignment? Right before Jalen is strangled to death in the library stairwell, Dee Dee arched a brow skeptically, then opened her personal notebook on the case. As I said, we've been running down the names of everyone who used their student passes to access the library that night, which, for the record, would include staff IDs as well. As Quincy explained to Ringham, this is the classic closed-room murder. Whoever killed Jalen Banks should be listed on either the electronic log generated by the student passes or on the guard's manual log of guests. We've interviewed 57 of 60 names, documented endless stories of I was asleep or making out in this corner or, heaven forbid, working so hard on my homework I never even realized a girl was murdered that night. Since students often worked in clumps, most were able to alibi one another. But we do have three names we're still working on. Dee Dee flipped through a sheaf of papers. All right, here we go. There is one female we haven't been able to locate. Her ID doesn't list her as a professor, but as a student. Erin Pizzy. According to the detective's note, lives in England. Too old. Dee Dee frowned, looked at them, frowned again. Too old sounds promising, Rainey said. It confirms Ringham's story of an older woman. Yeah... But Aaron Pizzy. Does that name sound familiar to you? Because I feel like I've heard it somewhere before. Pizzy, Pizzy, Pizzy. Huh. Something's off here. I'm going to ask my squad mate, Phil, to personally track down this Aaron. He's my best when it comes to computer searches. I'm sure he'll hit us back shortly with more information. At which point, maybe our fourth man will actually turn out to be a woman, Quincy said, glancing at the open door down the hall. I'm all for equal opportunity, Dee Dee assured him, even when it comes to murder. She got on her cell, started dictating new search info to her detective, then just as quickly had her phone slip back into her pocket. She glanced at her watch. Almost noon. Shall we?
Bachelor number three, Quincy agreed. Laurel Santana, the second security guard who'd been working that night, and the one who'd finally discovered Jalen Banks's lifeless body. Dee Dee took up position in the hall. They went back to work.